the very idea of intelligent alien life is not only astronomically improbable, but at its most basic level, downright anti-Darwinian. Scully, what are you wearing? Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And today we have a guest with us, Sam. Welcome, Sam. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is this is a real treat. And this was your first episode of the X-Files you've ever seen, right? Yeah, first podcast and first episode of the X-Files. A lot of firsts going on. We love it. <laughs> I'm sure you've know, you knew about the X-Files in the ether, because it's a very popular show, right? But... You didn't really have any feelings one way or the other about it. Yeah, I am pretty TV illiterate, actually. So I had heard the name before, but didn't really have a concept for it. I thought it was a cop show for a while, which isn't not what it is. But I think mm-hmm. I was more wrong than correct on that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Some of them are very copy and some of them are less copy. Yeah, and even when they are being cops, they're like really bad cops. They're also like beefing with the, the cops half the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he wasn't really beefing with the cops this time, but the cop was giving him a lot of shit. Today we are here to discuss Season 3, Episode 12, War of the Coprophages. This episode aired January 5th, 1996. It was written by Darren Morgan and directed by Kim Manners. We're getting the Humbug crew back together. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess our other note is that this is the first time we're recording this podcast all together. Mm-hmm. So if it sounds like shit, that's why. <laughs> Let us know. We'll uh, try again. Don't let me know. I will know if I'm editing it and it sounds like shit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Mulder is taking a weekend trip to Massachusetts and ends up getting sucked into an investigation into some deaths attributed to cockroaches. He bounces from dead body to dead body, calling Scully every time to try and convince her of some killer cockroach theory as she calmly explains another more rational reason. As the town becomes more panicked and afraid, Mulder and Scully try to get a handle on what exactly is happening with all these cockroaches and whether they are actually alien space probes. No. (laughs) Just no. (laughs) No. No. So, in very Darren Morgan fashion, there's a lot of references in this episode. One being that this is kind of his take on War of the Worlds. Uh, So, the episode name, War of the Copperphages. Copperphages meaning dung eaters. So... The cockroaches are here to kill us, and I welcome them. I don't welcome cockroaches. I kind of have a cockroach problem in my apartment right now, and I wish they would all die. That's very fair. I think I lived in a a really cheap, disgusting apartment, and it was very infested, and so I feel like I'm numb to it. Yeah. Like, I don't want them there, but, like, they don't freak me out as much as they used to because I just lived among them. the exterminator at the beginning where he's, like, like, he sees (laughs) that one, he's, like, you bastard or like yes. i'm just be like yes. yeah i'm gonna I'm about to kill this motherfucker like i walk into my kitchen at night and i'm like all right who's who's going to die mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we open on miller's grove massachusetts and this is a reference to war of the worlds by orson wells because in it it is grover's mill new jersey and we <laughs> we meet this guy walks we start with this guy in a very dramatic ode to cockroach it's not really an ode to cockroaches but he's he has like a, a, he's waxing a little bit sentimental about them, I feel like. And then, of course, he's like, 
I don't care about them. We got this fungus and we're going to get them. <laughs> so he drops the cockroach and he steps on it. And the guy whose house he was exterminating leaves and then he comes back and he finds the exterminator dead or dying, I guess, covered in cockroaches. Uh, it's very, it's a very interesting opening, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot like more like spooky than Darren usually goes, I feel like. So my only introduction to the X-Files before this was watching, I think, like a 30 minute segment in the background of something. And I swore it was in black and white. So I thought X-Files. There is an episode in black and white. Well, I saw 30 minutes, that seconds of that one. And um, <laughs> so I thought it was kind of like a Twilight Zone TV series, like from the same mm-hmm. series. And then when it opened with this guy doing a very dramatic monologue, I thought it was kind of like the Twilight Zone narrator bringing us into a spooky thing. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I kind of realized I was wrong. It was a TV show in color from the 90s. Um, but yeah, so it was it was That's definitely weird. Journey. I I. I hope every episode opens with a weird ode from an exterminator from a different circumstance, but um, I'm glad I started on the one that did. I mean, there are a lot of weird odes at the beginning of episodes. It's just like, usually it's like Mulder. It's usually to aliens. Yeah. Waxing poetic about aliens. Putting the ode in episode, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I really enjoyed this uh, little mini lecture from this exterminator. Mm -hmm. Very knowledgeable. Also, I think he got a lot of information wrong. I don't think the uh, cockroaches are from the period he said. But no. I, I saw, I saw that mention. I'm like, you know, what? I don't care. Yeah, I'm not gonna correct him on this. No, not worth it. <laughs> and then we have the credits, and then we have a nice shot of the night sky. It looks very beautiful, but also fake. And then it was a grasshopper, right? It was like, yeah. Because later Mulder's like, I don't know bugs, and I'm like, how do you not know a, what a grasshopper looks like? <laughs> Right, like a grasshopper is very iconic, very common. A grasshopper on your windshield, you cannot identify it. Like, what are you doing here? Okay, no, but I think That's that was a man. theme throughout the episode. Mulder can't identify bugs. Yeah. He talks <laughs> he just... about a bug that looks like a leaf, and he's like, you know, a praying mantis. And I'm just like, That's, That's a, a Katie did or a leaf bug? Right. Like, a praying mantis looks nothing like a leaf. Right, and he talks about that being the conversion point for him with his attitude towards bugs. And I think he just really doubled down and committed to not knowing anything about them. <laughs> That's right. a good point. <laughs> like no thoughts, just feelings, which I respect, but that was definitely a, a pervasive thing. I mean, ultimately th- I think his lack of knowledge about insects definitely leads him to not scoring the hot entomologist. Later That's, on so in the episode. That's so true. That's so true. Scully calls him, which is very, it's very cute. We don't get off hours, Scully and Mulder. So this is a yeah. very fun episode for like awful hours. Them. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm in Massachusetts. And he's like, visiting your mother? And he's like, no, of course not. Why would I visit her? No, he didn't say that. That's me editorializing because I do hate Tina Mulder. But no, he's just vibing. His apartment's being fumigated. So he's like, well, I'll just go look for aliens or something. You see, and he says, no, just sitting and thinking. We've all been there. But I do love that she calls to ask him where he is. And then he's immediately like, do you ever look up at the sky? And wonder if something else is looking down at you. And she's like, oh, God. She's like, no, of course not. This is this is a very fun banter between them because, I mean, I love all their banter. But it's there's like this lightness to it that we usually don't get because mm-hmm. they're usually feuding more, you know. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> when Scully's like, the very idea of an intelligent alien life is not only astronomically improbable, but at its most basic level, downright 
anti-Darwinian, which no, it isn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't make sense, but sure, Scully, go on. But then Mulder immediately replying with, Scully, what are you wearing right now? Cute. <laughs> That's it, cute. And she's cleaning her gun. It's so hot. While doing this, and like, you know, I'm generally, like, I don't like guns, but it was very... Very hot watching her clean her gun. She was just wearing the softest sweater, cleaning the mm-hmm. most shiny gun. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, I respect that as a character introduction yeah, of the episode. Yeah. Just ragging on Mulder. They're both it's great. Relaxing and enjoying themselves. Him yeah. being weird, wiping bugs onto his windshield, um, <laughs> staring at the sky, and her cleaning a gun in a very clean apartment with some sort of animal running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her little dog. I think the appealing thing about cleaning guns is it implies that they're like a, a trustworthy gun owner, right? Because yeah, because you're like doing the maintenance, and <laughs> we get this fun back and forth of them flirting, Mulder shooting his shot. As we will continue to see him shoot his shot this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never never gets anywhere with anyone. I guess <laughs> there's something so funny about seeing Mulder flirt. It's like watching a dog walk on like two legs or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's so incompetent and pathetic. It's so obvious too, and it's kind of just like ugh. <laughs> He just uses, like, the worst pickup line. (laughs) But he hangs up because a car is pulling up, and it's a cop. And Scully's stressing because he just was like, I gotta go, bye. And the cop asks him why he's sitting in his car by himself. And he's like, I'm just sitting and thinking. Is that illegal? No, it's not. But then he accuses him of waiting for his drug dealer, which gets a nice chuckle from Mulder. Very cute chuckle. But then when Mulder mentions the grasshopper, well, he didn't mention the grasshoppers, but he mentions the bugs. The cop kind of freaks out because they've had some incidences with the cockroaches. And then Mulder, Mulder says he doesn't know what kind of bug it is because he isn't good with bugs. <laughs> also, the cop puts his hand on the gun. Which yes. Yeah. Like, it shows good he gun. knows enough about bugs to know that they're a problem, but that his only solution so far is to shoot them yeah I'm, I'm kind of unclear where he was gonna go was he just gonna blast open the windshield like <laughs> i would have too but i just want someone who has experience to have done something better right yes. yeah yes. than totally. shooting a bug but then the cop gets a, a call on his radio and he goes to leave and well like what are you doing he's like another roach attack like, he's supposed to know what that means. But, of course, Mulder being Mulder, he's like, okay, I'll follow him. Let's let's figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he's like, roach attack? Let's go. That's <laughs> that's weird. Let's go. I'm on vacation. I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is, this is how he spends his weekends. And then we have a scene of Scully just relaxing in her house. She's sitting in front of her coffee table, eating and watching TV. And it's like, girl, same. That's what I love to do, too. Mulder calls, and he says... You should kick down here because they're roaches that are lethally attacking people. <laughs> I can't even imagine like having to deal with Mulder and just it being the weekend and getting calls and being like roaches are killing people. I can just like feel Scully's just like rolling her eyes. <laughs> like, ugh. I also didn't get he was on vacation. I thought he was at work and was like, you should come in. And she was like, no. <laughs> and I was confused at what his job was if it was just to sit places and wait, which. <laughs> Maybe that's that. But I also mm-hmm. thought it was kind of a Kim Possible scenario where, like, they never interacted. He just called her, on, like, on the <laughs> laptop. So that's why he was like, what are you wearing? Because, like, he's never seen her. Um, it, he's Scully is weighed from Kim Possible. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I kind of thought the vibe was. And I didn't realize he was just lonely and bored on a vacation, like, calling her. That's so 
romantic. I know. Because he told her so much for 30 seconds and then hung up and was like, you should be here right now. And she's like, can you give me any details? And he's like, I have to go. It's mysterious. Which, like, (laughs) I love the energy. (laughs) Yes. they they, They really do, like... The flirting is off the charts in this episode. It's like absolutely unreal. Like there, we have not had flirting levels at this like density and volume. It's unreal. Thank you to Darren Morgan. Mm-hmm. Big shout out. And then of course to Mulder's comment, she says, I'm not going to ask you if you just said what I think you just said, because I know it's what you just said. <laughs> she knows. She's so iconic, honestly. Oh. This is such a good Scully episode. It is. He, he does have an interesting note here where he says the city has a large scientific community, uh, which in his mind is like, so it's, they're not freaking out over nothing. Like this isn't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pulling this out of thin air, Scully. But it, it but it is interesting because as we watch the episode and the town descends into the same panic and chaos mm-hmm. as the rest of us dumb idiots do. It is like this interesting commentary about like, this isn't like this, this isn't. Intelligence doesn't factor into this irrationality. It's right. It is basal. It is just like what humans do, what we're coded to do is freak the hell out, overthink things. We are not bugs. We don't just like simply respond to environmental st- yeah. <laughs> stimuli. We freak the fuck out. We think too much. And just like melt down over everything. And Mulder's like, no, these these people are smart. <laughs> it's also like it's kind of funny, like, I don't know. Like, scientists are also kind of dumb. Yes. Like, if you've ever really been around scientists, they're, like, yeah, really knowledgeable, usually about their field. But sometimes when you get outside of that, they're just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Like, of course, they're going to kind of descend into madness over, like, cockroaches. <laughs> exactly. And Scully's theory is that the, the, the exterminator was actually allergic to cockroaches. Which is very interesting. Like, what a bad luck, you know? You I, get this job and you're like, I can do this. This is easy. And then it turns out you're allergic. I love her delivery of the line of like a very common condition of anaphylactic shock. She's like, it's called uh, <laughs> anaphylactic shock. <laughs> so funny because it's like almost everyone knows what anaphylactic shock is. Yeah. Like, yeah. She delivered the people are allergic to cockroaches. It's called this. You know this, right? You may not have heard of anaphylactic shock, though. <laughs> like, it was a bizarre presentation of two facts. Yeah, it's like anyone with a food allergy is aware of anaphylactic shock. This this is so nineties. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to explain like extremely basic concepts. I do love the line after he hangs up with Scully. The cops like, "Who is that?" And he says, "My drug dealer." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because at the beginning, the cop is like. Are you waiting for your drug dealer? And it's like, <laughs> no, What man. about it? So what? <laughs> and then we have a scene Weed's with- legal in Massachusetts now. <laughs> it's the 90s. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they got that dirt weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have a scene with the, the stoner burnouts with the chemistry set. And this was definitely the toughest scene of the episode. It's It's kind of- I wouldn't say out of place because obviously oh. it fits in the narrative, but like you're <laughs> you watch this and then we like go back to jokes and it's like, oh, okay. I have so many feelings about this scene. It took me a long time to figure out what they were actually doing. I'm like, are they trying to smoke weed? Are they doing meth? Like they're acting more <laughs> like meth heads, but they're also like acting more like stoners. I don't know. It's, it was right. really confusing. They were like trying to inhale methane. methane. 
Right, which which makes dumb? me feel like the writer mistook meth as an abbreviation for methane gas <laughs> right. and was just, but wrote them as stereotypical stoners and mm-hmm. also just included like some weird, like, she was like, do you want to assault me? I'm trying to not do that. And they're like, okay, do you want to drink beer instead? <laughs> and this like, yeah, other sure. guy's like, I want to smell shit. <laughs> Like, like that no, was the vibe of the room, and then it was high scary. Off of, like couched it, yeah. and there was just I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was supposed to feel about any of it. Yeah, but it was so very weird. visually compelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like trying to get high on like manure, which involved I was, such a large lab setup. I was yeah. trying was, to figure out what why they needed that glassware <laughs> setup that they had. I was like watching it, and I was like, okay, so. Are they are they distilling something? Because it looked more like a condensing setup, you know. Whenever mm-hmm. you like are trying, they're making to... like gin shit or something. Right, right. Whenever you're trying to distill a liquid, so you're trying to get like you know you're going to evaporate it and then condense it down so you get the pure form. It was just very strange mix of laboratory glass. Yeah, it was it... like this is a scientific community, and I was like, oh, so these are geniuses, but they like drugs, and they're like, no, they're lighting shit on fire, and right. I was like, so that requires. Five Erlenmeyer flasks? Right, like, right. I've been doing it wrong. Right, and I was wondering if, like, the fancy laboratory glassware was also, like, a shout-out to the scientific community, but then like it was, they like... they stole this from somewhere? Right, but then it was like, oh, wait, are they actually making meth? Because you need lab- laboratory glassware right. to make meth. Also, it was so. apparently so distilled that only one person could sniff it at a time, and it wasn't just fumigating right. the entire room. Because right. they're like, do you want a hit of this? So, like... A hit of some methane? Was this just, like, a popper's metaphor? Like, I don't know. It was. It was so weird. But I do love the very 90s aesthetic of like weird, like, you know, just the like you're at the playground. They're like, did you know that like X can get you high? Like just yeah. like some random substance. And it's like, uh, OK, when it like nutmeg or something for a while, I think. I yeah. Heard that at some or point. like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me of like uh, the uh, um, what is it? Teen High? Oh, yes, the raisins. Yes, episode. the raisins. Of teen, of, uh, Clone High. Clone yeah. High, there we go. I don't know why I said Teen High. It's because they're all teens. But <laughs> Clone High, when they're like, raisins can get you high. Yes, and yes. Jack Black's in the episode. Great. <laughs> and one of the guys who's like very standard drug guy where he's just like, it expands your mind. Like, beer is beer. Like, this opens the walls of perception. And I just <laughs> want to say that like this guy, if he ha- like if he hadn't died, which he does, would watch Joe Rogan. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He has oh, that wow. vibe. <laughs> was Joe Rogan around in the nineties? I think he was on news radio, but like or, no or on Fear Factor. <laughs> so Joe Rogan's alternative lifetime is that he died doing methane gas. Yes. And yeah, if he hadn't absolutely. have done that, he would have become Joe Rogan. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's a good way to put it. But this guy, he sees the cockroaches like entering under his skin and it's very it's very ugh. It's kind of a lot to take That's in. Honestly, the grossest scene of this entire Absolutely. episode is like seeing the cockroaches move under the skin. And so he's hallucinating that they're under his skin and he takes the razor blade and like starts cutting his arms to get the bugs out, but gets an artery and dies. And it's very, it's kind of a lot to take in. It is a lot. Well, it's not as much as taking in a bunch of cockroaches into your body, you know? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's true. And so. Scully, we have Scully giving her dog, Cleekwig, a flea bath. And Mulder calls again. And he's like, I think you really should come up. There's another dead body and this involves cockroaches. She's like, hold on, give me the details first. Let me vet this. I'm busy. I'm off. I don't want to drive to Massachusetts. I don't even know how long of a drive it is from D.C. to Massachusetts. But she's like, no. Okay, just tell me. And so Mulder tells her about the guy and 
And she says that it might be Ekbom's delusional parasititis. I I butchered that. But you know what's interesting when I was Googling this is that um there's also an Ekbom's uh Ekbom's syndrome is also a term for restless leg syndrome. So when I first searched it, it was that. And I was like, this isn't the same thing, yeah. right? <laughs> It's funny because it, it actually made me think of something else. Like I used the, to work- the DTs, right? Um, no, because no, I, I know alcoholics will like get tremors if they're like if right. they stop drinking and stuff. Um, well, it, rem- it reminded me of something else. I used to work in dermatology, and there's a condition called Morgellons, where you believe things are um, embedded in your skin, kind of. Mm. And it's usually nothing like a lot of times patients will come and be like this. I pulled this out of my arm. Like I pulled this out of like one of the lesions or stuff. And it's literally like, you know, like fibers from like a shirt or something like that. Like clothing is what it is. But these people genuinely believe that there is something in their arms. And sometimes it leads to picking or like sometimes if people are on certain substances like methamphetamines and they start, you know, picking at spots and like that can lead to like some lesions and stuff. And then they can believe that. And they can start to to believe that there's something like in them because of the lesions, and it's kind of this like weird cycle. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of that almost. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this whole town has Havana syndrome, but with cockroach. Basically, yeah, it definitely, yeah, made me think of that. Um, I also yeah. didn't realize she was giving her dog a flea bath, and that his apartment was being like fumigated yeah <laughs> like more like bug yes as soon as you said it out loud i was like wow that seems really over the top and also i missed it also i was like scully rinse your dog off from like all of their like flea medicated like before she answers the phone before you answer the phone she's like Walter's more important than my dog no <laughs> And so she does this whole thing about how, like, that's probably what it is. And, and Mulder has this very sad and pathetic, I'm sorry to bother you, my sweet baby. And she's like, it's no bother. And then she turns and her dog has jumped out of the sink. And like, oh, <laughs> girl. Soap, soap everywhere. That's on her. Chaos. <laughs> she, okay, she just got this dog, to her credit. Yeah, that's fair. She's a new dog owner. And so maybe she just hasn't... I don't know if she, they had pets when she was growing up. She right. was in... She was a Navy brat, so maybe not. I mean, I didn't grow up with dogs, so there's, I think, definitely some things about dog care I wouldn't just know, but I feel like I would, you know, know to, like, <laughs> just, like rinse off my dog and then answer the phone later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, to be fair, though, I think WikiHow taught me everything about flea baths, and I don't know if that was around in the 90s. They had SGs, true, and I don't know right. how much That's of a reliable true. resource that was. She- she had to go to the, the forums to figure out how to bathe her dog. Right. Yeah, just like the early Zanga. <laughs> and so Mulder sees a roach and he grabs it. But then when he goes to put it in the jar, it's just shards of metal. It's very weird. Very weird. It's very excellent. Also, like, his natural instinct is to grab this roach instead of just step on it. I would have been like, you're dying, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I do have a great quote from David Duchovny about this. So he did, he and Gillian Anderson did a AMA like seven years ago. And of course I've read it like several times. And so there's this question says, David, what was it like working with roaches in War of the Copper Pages? Out of all the strange and scary X-Files episodes, I think this, that one freaked me out the most. And this is David Cummings' response. I grew up in New York City. I grew up with cockroaches. They have no power over me. I can work with roaches all day long. I can touch them. I can work with the little ones or the big ones, which we call the water bugs. That was what was in the episode. So yeah, that was a walk in the park for me. Central Park, Washington Square Park. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
all of the New York parks. God, he's incredible. <laughs> Honestly, I want that power, like to just be like that unfazed by cockroaches. But it does make sense, yes. I guess. Um, yeah, it's funny. My wife kept calling them the Hollywood roaches in it. They're like, yeah. I mean, they are for sure. I didn't grow up with roaches, and the first time, and I've never been afraid of bugs. And when I was like seventeen, I was at a friend's house, and they had some roaches. And I never was into killing bugs, but I was like, I'll, I'm, I'm not afraid of any. I'll just like trap it and throw it outside. Yeah. Um, that's what I do with bugs that aren't roaches. Yeah. Well, that's when I realized roaches can fly because yeah. I went to mm-hmm. trap it and it flew at my face. Um, mm, and that okay. was a big turning point in my personality. I realized everything I'd known had been a lie. Oh. Um, yeah. So that was a lot. <laughs> that was when my fear of roaches started. And yeah. then I moved into a place that had roaches and that was when I started killing bugs. I've only mm-hmm. ever killed roaches yeah um, if there's a spider like i love like catching a spider and putting it outside like yeah, spiders same. are good they're a sign of a, like a healthy home environment roaches are not roaches can die i don't care um <laughs> it's really definitely like i'm very compassionate and i'm not really scared of most bugs but fucking hate roaches <laughs> i don't know what gross. it is i what, think it's just like part of my won't are these hollywood roaches ones that can't because like I don't. I don't know what if I've seen no, any. They never jumped. They were the also very cute. Roaches can be very cute, and these ones in this episode were these all were like adorable, like, beautiful looking roaches. Mm-hmm. I've but like, seen who knows what they can do? That's what freaks me out about roaches. Like, they're yeah. all cute. They're just chilling there or killing people. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> right. But like, if they can fly, I don't know that. That's the that's the point at which I'm going to hate a roach. Right. You know? That's yeah, true. Yeah. I don't. I don't like when you're you're like working with a different plane, right? Like. Flying just changes like oh, the the so mood, much. right? Because you got the like X and Y axis. You only walk on the floor or the wall or the ceiling. Like there's like very strict boundaries. But then flying adds this whole other oh, element. Yeah. You have to recalculate your mind about the physics of this fucking bug. Disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about my lizard brain that is activated when I see a cockroach and I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> that is like not the same when I see a spider. I'm like, oh, spider, I'll try to save you. <laughs> but yeah, Mulder had no... Also... He just said he worked for the Bureau when he showed his ID, and I wasn't sure what that meant. And so it was until, like, the end of the episode, I didn't know where these people worked for, <laughs> if they were just, like, long-term lovers or, like, estranged friends. Because uh, I thought the they were cops, and then it's a Bureau, and that that revealed nothing to me. And he's just like, I've got to look at bugs. And so I was like, maybe he's from a bug Bureau. I don't really know what X-Files is about. <laughs> Um, and so at the end, I found out it was like, you know, the FBI, which I guess makes sense. But he just really had no gloves and was just ungloved touching bugs, which first <laughs> off is so dumb. But also that's just so much so many fingerprints. Like, it's just, yeah, I think, yeah. not how cops ideally work. Well, there's in the a bureau. Um, and he was just like, he had bandages on his fingers the rest of the episode. Yeah, because I assume the shards of metal. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also like. How was that evidence? He's like, we sent it to be examined. I was like, what was it? Just a vial of your blood? Like, I don't know what you were doing there. So just the no gloves thing really freaked me out. Like, no fear of cockroaches. He doesn't understand bugs. He didn't seem like he understood anything. Yeah. Um, But like, he didn't have any police protocol either. So I I had no idea how he got whatever job he had gotten. And when I found it was in the FBI, I was just like, I guess. There's like multiple episodes where Mulder's like, yeah, we've detained the suspect. And here's this key piece of evidence that I just didn't check in or register or anything that I'm keeping. He's valid for that, though. I mean, yes, but I also mean, yeah, dismantle like, from within. Right, right. But it's also like, this is just like a really bad procedure. Well, you know what's interesting is I, I don't disagree with y'all, but I wonder how much of that is the fact that 
this was like pre-CSI. Because I think CSI right. really reframed right. our idea of like what police work looks like. This is also like really early forensic science too right, when you think right. about it. Because like DNA testing is like, I don't know exactly when it became widely available to like the police and stuff, but it mm. is very much like on the verge. Like PCR mm. was like the late 80s. So like mm-hmm. even being able to like replicate and amplify DNA segments is like still fairly new at this point. And like, I think Matt, like widespread DNA testing wasn't really more widely available until like, like the late nineties, more like later nineties, like early two thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's like also like forensic science has definitely like really changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So next we have Mulder getting his hands cleaned up by the doctor, medical examiner. Uh, it, it, my interesting note is this guy who plays this guy, uh, this character. His name is Bill Dow. He also <laughs> later plays like a recurring minor character. So it's funny that he's like he 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 has been cast in like set, this is very X Files because they had like their their Vancouver crew they just like constantly like had show up but it's like this guy was in several episodes so I'm just gonna extend uh it's it's fun it's fine it's kind of nice to see them but he he plays this guy who's a friend of Mulder's who works at a university and he's like kind of out there his name's Chuck uh, Chuck Burke and <laughs> so my my fondest memories of him are just like. Mulder calling him in to like prove something to Scully about like auras or something. <laughs> and it's like, man, I miss this guy. But the doctor's really spooked and he's asking Mulder, like, what the hell's going on? And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And I love the bit where he goes to leave after the cop shows up and he's like, I have to go shit. Like, after taking t- talking to Agent Mulder, I feel slightly constipated. <laughs> Which is like, Sick what is burn. he calling Mulder? Like stuffy or like really retentive? Or like I full think of bullshit? A, I think I was bullshit. unclear, yeah. and it was like I feel constipated. But then he went and <laughs> wasn't constipated. Like I, shitting I, on the toilet, reading Scientific American. I on was, was going to mention how he was reading Scientific American. I He's did notice chilling. that. That was the best shot of the episode. Also, when they like zoomed in on him and then the focus faded out and it was a cockroach menacingly climbing mm-hmm. a roll mm-hmm. of toilet paper yes, yes. that was the moment at which i was sold and then yeah. there were so yeah. many cockroaches that they started unraveling the roll of toilet paper yeah. i was just like this is cinematic it reminded me whenever like so i you know paper towels are my weapon of choice for cockroaches right Oof. now it reminded me whenever if there's one on the paper towel roll i'm like mother you bitch i'm gonna get you especially so this is from the director, Kim Manners. We were shooting the bathroom sequence, Manners remembers, and we let this cockroach out from underneath the camera, and the little son of a bitch ran right underneath the stall. I just said, cut it, print it. <laughs> then we got to the toilet paper roll, and the cockroach just started at this end and walked all the way across like it was uh, exactly like it was supposed to do. And so he was like, he gave the cockroaches high praise in this episode, but he did have one um, critique of them. They give that cockroach like an award for how well it followed like well, also, direction. I was like, okay, so they're sentient aliens for sure. That was the point <laughs> right. at which I was sold. The cockroach knew what it was doing. I was not sold only in so far as the episode, but also I was like, this cockroach is a trained actor. They're smarter than I've ever imagined. Right. The yeah. of, like, the Despite act- the spooky exterminator being like, they don't think, they just react. Yeah. At the beginning, I was like, no. The this one's of, posing, of, like, it's the cute singular, as hell. Of the singular cockroaches are like actually really impressive mm-hmm. because like 
the like massive swarms of them, right? It's like easy to get shots of that, but like to get a shot of a cockroach doing what, what yeah. you want it to do, it's kind of hard. And and so the scene where they're they're uh, over the the medical examiner, and then they go and they see the tank and it's covered with cockroaches. That that scene was kind of hard. They kept not because they were like behind the wall, the animal handlers, and they were having them go through this like hole, and they just like wouldn't. And so <laughs> this is also. From Kim Manners, he says, after four takes as a joke, I said to De- Debbie Co, our wrangler, bring the bugs over here. I stuck my head in the bucket and I said, now listen, you little expletive. I'm going to give you two cues. The first one is camera action and the second one is action. And then when you little expletive <laughs> run to the top of the tank, I said action and they were right there. Absolutely perfect shot. <laughs> I love that. So he just like yelled at the bugs. <laughs> At the, at the bucket of a good bugs. old yes. classic Hollywood director like berating for these bugs and it worked where's their union <laughs> they exactly. need a union and uh, so we have the, the we support unions the, the, the doctor pooping and dying on the toilet uh, very Elvis of him yeah I was so scared I thought because like the previous death they had gone inside the skin and then mm-hmm, this guy's mm-hmm. just pants down on a toilet i was <laughs> terrified for the death that was gonna come and then it just seemed like a relatively normal toilet cockroach death and yes. i was like oh thank god yeah yeah like, classic toilet cockroach exactly death. i thought it was gonna go very snakes on a plane and it didn't <laughs> and i respect them for keeping it pg ish exactly yeah, it has to air on uh fox in the 90s so there's that <laughs> also i mean good for him for casting like a recurring character role because he had to just be pants down and die from <laughs> seeing bugs. I'm still unsure he, what he the just, death was like. He was constipated. He tried to shit too hard and he popped a blood vessel, I think. Had an aneurysm. Yeah. God. That's an awful. awful way to go. Yeah, that's a really bad way to go. New fear unlocked. <laughs> and Scully was while, like, I know about this. Shit. Check his eye. She was like, a toilet, you say? I've been reading. <laughs> She just knows intuitively. She's like, I know exactly how he died. A real big hypochondriac vibes from Scully this episode. <laughs> Mulder mentions some weird circumstances. Okay. And she web MDs it immediately. She's like, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you about this little known health condition. Her. And I'm just like, yeah, no, please do. I want new fears. <laughs> this like- little known health condition called anaphylactic shock. <laughs> it would not surprise you to learn that Scully is a medical doctor. Yeah, she's a medical doctor. So she just knows this because she's brilliant, smart. She's a full package. Yeah. Smart, oh brilliant. Yeah, she's a medical doctor. She frequently... And has those sweaters? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she frequently does autopsies on the show. Yeah. That's Legally? Her, that's her thing. Yeah. yeah. She, oh. She's a medical examiner. Huh. And okay. so the, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> Absolutely. And Mulder just squashes things and is like, guess it was metal as he's yeah. bleeding out Correct. from them. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the duality of man. Yeah. 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 And so the cop is also talking to Mulder and he he tells him the government is doing weird experiments and that just lights Mulder's brain up. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, that's like absolutely. The, yes. The trigger. He's like, wait, weird experiments? Government? Yes, absolutely. He like, says there was some Department of Agriculture person. All and these then, synapses are going off. But then they hear yelling and they find the doctor dead and the or- orderly. So there were cockroaches. And Mulder finds one and he picks it up. And then he drops it. <laughs> Well, again, just raw dogging these cockroaches. Yes. Like, 
No fears. And the other person's like, next time, let me handle it. Like, there's <laughs> a like, pecking order of yes. who can touch bugs the yes, best. Yes, exactly. And it, it doesn't have anything to do with, like, tweezers or gloves <laughs> or having an evidence bag to put it in. It's just who can hold a cockroach the longest. Well, you don't know if they're going to flee, right? you got, you got to be a little quick. It's also like, okay, if these cockroaches are killing people and you think this might be valid, why are you just picking them up with your bare hands? Mulder has no fear of death. <laughs> yeah, he goes in with a gun or his bare hands. There is no in-between. <laughs> You're so um, right, in that though. episode. It, it, you're so right for the entire show, though. Like, that's not just this episode. <laughs> yeah, he has he's no fear of death. He's, no he need welcomes for evidence it, bags. I don't have a cognitive process. In the, in the previous episode, we covered, someone was like, hey, there's a bomb on this train. And he's like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to start firing. Yeah, he said, I don't believe you. Let me open this door and figure out if there's a bomb. If it goes off, it goes off. Yep. I mean, honestly, after like two years in government work, of any kind, I would definitely also have the same thing. That's me at work in general. I'm like, well, if I die, I die, you know? Exactly, like, exactly. If someone left the gas on, so be it. <laughs> but there was a fun shot where Mulder drops the cockroach, and we have a shot from, like, the drain it goes into, because it goes into the sink drain, and I said, you know, it's like Breaking Bad up in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is extra funny when you know that Vince Gillian works on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we have Scully, we come back to Scully, and she is just... She's having a great evening. Now she's reading Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I have a very funny um, thing I learned when researching this episode, is that this is a joke because David Duchovny was on Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, yeah, the the frogs. (laughs) Yeah, that's where the water frogs are from. That's I don't know if you've ever seen that video where uh, Stephen King, because it was Stephen King, David Duchovny, and somebody else I don't know. And... Stephen King gets a question right, and he says, what are frogs? And then Mulder just, or not Mulder, David Duchovny just goes, <laughs> what are frogs? Is, is David Duchovny the guy who plays Mulder? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, me being like frogs. And who was in an like, episode with Stephen King or an he interview? Was in a, a celebrity, he was in Celebrity Jeopardy with Stephen King. And so the final Jeopardy question was, on March 24th, 1994, this store held a breakfast to announce the new Truman Capote Literary Trust. And so... The, the answer is Tiffany's. And I just want to say, I, I pulled up this this very iconic website that is called J-Archive, and it just, I guess, tracks every single Jeopardy game that ever happened. I love that. I need to access this website. I love Jeopardy. So the scores at the end of the double Jeopardy round, where Steven had $5,700, Lynn had $3,500, and David Duchovny had $9,900. He's very smart. He went to Princeton, right? and so the final jeopardy david Duchovny gets this wrong and he guessed he wagered nine thousand dollars so he lost to stephen king that's hilarious (laughs) and that's embarrassing i just absolutely adore the fact that darren morgan put in breakfast at tiffany's to make fun of the fact that david Duchovny Duchovny got this question wrong on final jeopardy and lost to stephen king who coincidentally also wrote an episode of the x-files we will cover (laughs) I love that. I love I love dragging David Duchovny. Also, when we mentioned also, frogs, that's beautiful. I just like, <laughs> that's a like that's a Princeton ad right there. Like, are right. you kidding? Beautiful. Incredible. I do love how much Scully is at home during yes. this episode. Like, we don't Good get for her. much at home, and she usually does like so much legwork, which she is doing, but she's doing it from home. She just episode. she doesn't nice. even need to work with Mulder. She, he can just call and ask her questions. You can just right. know the answer. So right. that's what I thought her role was. She was just a 
I don't even know. He knew her somehow and just pestered her while she was trying to have a normal life. <laughs> but then her curiosity, because at first she was like, just explaining away all of these things with like really rare or not rare medical conditions. She was just like, it's fine. People die. Yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, sure. But then he called her later and she was just like, yes. So actually I've been Googling, ask Jeeves this. Right. Um, yes. And I'm really, very like intricately. Alta vista this. <laughs> on my Netscape. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Gotta pull it Netscape. She was yeah. like, it turns out I'm really into this. And I, I thought she was just going to be in the house the whole time. It was very surprising to me when she left. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. had no idea if she, like their role together. It turns out, I thought they were just there for chemistry, not for like physical chemistry too. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that Scully answers the phone and just says, who died now? <laughs> Also, that she's Sassy. sleeping in bed with her phone. That's that scene, right? No, that's the next one. That's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next one because he hangs up. I did up. my best. That's the next one because he hangs up on her and she's worried yeah. about his Okay, safety. to be fair, that's every conversation that they've had. Yes, I yes, thought he was yes, just yes. a really big, like, ADD himbo advocate this entire <laughs> episode. I mean, he's not. He's, he not. just calls her and he's like, here are thoughts I'm having right now. There's something else I'm going to hang up. And she's just like. Babe, <laughs> I'm trying to bathe my dog. Are you dead? And then he calls her back either in 10 minutes or seven hours. Being, being married to someone with ADHD, um, I mean, that's not inaccurate. That is pretty true. It is definitely how I conduct myself in relationships. I just never thought to see solidarity with, that, right. with someone on television. But you know, um, also, totally has I definitely ADD. thought this was a work thing that they were on. It is so much... More funny and endearing now that I find that this is his vacation. Right. And this is just who he is and yes, how he's choosing yes. to spend his time. He's like, you should come here. Here are weird here are three facts I thought of just now. Also, <laughs> goodbye. I'll call you back whenever I remember I have a cell phone. Which like That is your Molly, energy. Molly's that is cell phone Molly's phone is like so large and clunky. And then he has a cell phone. I was just mm -hmm, like, what mm -hmm. was this marriage of technology at this point? <laughs> right. like, I love how the landline is just massive. That you can call yeah. her wirelessly, and yet <laughs> she's answering on an entire typewriter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mulder trespasses. He, he gets the tent that he there's, trespasses all the time. there's like a Department of Agriculture building. He's like, okay, I absolutely need to break in. And so he Scully calls him, and she's eating ice cream out of the half-gallon container. Absolutely Big mood. iconic. Yeah. I love, I love just like she's hot and she eats ice cream. This right. is this is this is a mood. I also like don't really. I only eat ice cream out of a container. Like I don't really. Yeah, why would you put it in a bowl, bowl unless you have like a big one? That just know? like is like very much like my grandparents' energy. They would have like gallons of ice cream in their freezer and like yeah, okay, I get that, but like I don't know. <laughs> right. This is just a pint of ice cream. I'm gonna eat it in one sitting. So. Here. But Scully's theory is that there is a new species of cockroaches. And so she's like, maybe they like humans, actually. Um, maybe we're seeing an introduction of an entirely new species. Not a bad theory, TBH. And, and Mulder's like, okay, I found this building that the Department of Agriculture is in. And she's like, please don't break in. I know you've done it before, but I don't think this case warrants it. And he's like, I'm already in. <laughs> she's uh, like, <sighs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Honestly, I feel Scully's deep sight here. And Mulder's just still on the phone and he's describing the house. He's like, it looks pretty normal. And then he's like, the walls are rippling. And she's like, what? What? Are you okay? And then there's like a hole in the wallpaper, which that's a real throwback, having wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And then cockroaches come out and they're just everywhere. Terrifying. And he got, he's really freaky. And they're like on the floor 
and then he like shines a light and they're like on the kitchen counters and everything and and scully's like what's happening what's happening and then someone turns on a light and then Mulder just says gotta go and hangs up on scully and she is freaking out. So rude. He it's, has no so respect rude. for her anxiety, to be honest. Like, okay, go no. ahead and trespass. Like, who cares? But, like, you know, she cares about you. So, like, maybe don't just hang up. But then he, also, he, he, he saw was so confident. Woman. He was like, the USDA is posing as the federal <laughs> right. government. No, it was the federal government posing as the USDA. And he's like, I've broken into their facilities to seek the truth. It looks like a normal home. And at no, at no point was he like, maybe I've gotten the address wrong. <laughs> like, he doesn't seem like he gets every detail right at any point. And, I, and so I would be like, oh, I'm just breaking and entering at this point. Right. Like. Was there a like electrified chain link fence around someone's house, or did he just wander in somewhere and was just like the secrets are within? And then someone was just like, "Hey," and that's where the episode went. Or like, I, I could he have been wrong? How much of this is like different because we live in a state that has like eminent domain laws, and where guns. it's like people can shoot you on your on their property mm-hmm. if you're just on their property. Yeah. So like, that's not on their property. That's in someone's in kitchen. <laughs> Critiquing right. their wallpaper. He's like, this is some sh- this is nonsense. Like, this is like if he was in Texas, the lines all wrong. If he was in Texas at an interior designer's house, he would have been shot on site for insulting <laughs> exactly. the wallpaper inside someone's house. But yeah, he just committed and was like not really wanting to fall. He's like, it's moving. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't really know, honestly. This is kind of like a lot. I'm just gonna hang up and figure oh, this out. Someone else is here. Bye. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was just like, well, he immediately. That's the end for me, he was like a cartoon character. He immediately saw a hot woman. He's just like eyes bulging out of his skull, yep. like hubba hubba. Yep. And yeah, so Scully's just sulking by the phone, but Mulder is talking to this hot woman who's an entomologist. The hot entomologist. The hot entomologist named Bambi Barenbaum. <laughs> Incredible Worst name. name. Incredible name. <laughs> These, like you can, I'm sorry, you can tell a man wrote her. Like it's like <laughs> I don't, but I I am annoyed by Bambi, but not because of her, but just because of the way, like she's very obviously written by a man. I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but she she seems kind of chill. Like she, I feel like all of this she like is everything's kind of put upon her, right? Like because Scully right. has her opinions about and her, I, Mulder has his opinions I, about her. I guess I just like don't really like that. I guess it feels like we're like supposed to like not like her because right. she's like this sort of like yes. weird romantic rival. Yeah, and like she's actually like a fine person. Exactly. But also, uh, I'm gonna judge her as a scientist. That's fine. Uh, her she's, experiment. She's not a very good scientist. One open case funnel that right. sometimes lit up <laughs> right and right. that was what she had secret government funding for this and, and she's spending it on a normal suburban it's, it's the 90s you can just buy a house for 20 dollars like you don't too. need governments to buy your house for you like if i had government funding i just buy i would buy a two-bedroom it's so funny that's what too, i would do but not like in the her, 90s her big experiment right is like if i send an electrical current through this cockroach it it lets off as like colored like flame. no she said that's her personal project yeah her big project is right. infecting this house full of fucking, fucking wrenches yeah. to figure out how to kill them right but like <laughs> which like, apparently the government is tr- funding and trying to do but right I mean, like her honestly pers- sure whatever yeah. but her personal project is like also doesn't really make any sense because it's like okay all that tells you is that there's a like a chemical compound in the cockroach that emits that wavelength of light whenever okay so so her her personal theory is that she thinks that the way cockroaches bodies are built right when they enter uh electric currents and stuff 
they give off a colored flare, which she proves by pressing this big red right. button. And it's her theory that when people say they have seen UFO sightings, they're actually just seeing like a swarm of bugs. Right. Which is kind of, it's really funny when you pair it with like Mulder. Right. Like his, the, the restraint he exhibits by not just info dumping about UFOs to this hot woman. It's hilarious. Is incredible. It's hilarious. Honestly, whenever. That's she, how you know he's horny. The funniest line in this entire show is when she's like, I don't know if you know much about UFOs. <laughs> and like that boy doesn't say a goddamn mm-hmm, word. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. he is so horny for her. <laughs> he does not get it, though. Go Bambi. And so they're talking and Mulder's phone rings. He picks it up. Just is not now. And then it hangs up on Scully again. Not okay. But I do love that they followed up on it and made it so the cockroach lit up a second before a second his cell phone rang. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was that that, that sold me. Mm-hmm. I was like, cockroaches are aliens. You're right. Yeah, thank <laughs> exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So true. so true. And I also love Mulder saying that he finds uh, insects interesting, which we found out later. He does not. Yeah, that boy lied. He is. He's so fucking horny. He it's is. unreal. It's also like, I don't know, dude, just. I'm I'm glad that he does not get some in this episode. Good, good for Bambi. Yeah, like honestly, good for Bambi. <laughs> so then we have a, a, a scene of a man in a hotel in a, a cheap hotel, I guess, and he's watching the news. And the news is finally reporting about this mysterious cockroach death experiment or whatever the hell's happening. And so Mulder's also in the same hotel, and so he can't sleep because he is terrified of a cockroach climbing up his nose after Bambi suggested that that has happened. And he calls Scully back finally, and she was just laying in bed with the phone next to her hand on it, just ready for the second in rank to just answer it and be like, what the hell was going on, Mulder? <laughs> I know. Like, you worried her so much that she, like, had her phone right next to her in bed. Exactly. And battery life on those is like 20 minutes. So like yeah. she's really <laughs> risking it all for the call. Right, because yeah. it's like, a, it's a landline, but it's one of the like the wireless, free, yeah. yeah, wireless landlines. It's a 20 pound. Yeah, you gotta like phone, dock yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm, it's gotta mm-hmm. charge. And and Mulder's telling her about uh, Dr. Barenbaum, and then he says she, and Scully says she? It's like, why are you getting jealous of an entomologist, ma'am? Like, do you not know how hot you are? <laughs> but we find out her name's Bambi because her parents are both naturalists, which That's is hilarious. such a funny bit. <laughs> I love how she took that information as like offensive and he's just like, no, oh, no, they're naturalists. I didn't really ask more. Like he's the most she's reading so much into it. And he's just like, she said they're naturalists, which meant that it came up in conversation mm-hmm. either by her. And he just it was amazing. This I is- loved his mindlessness. <laughs> Providing her with more info that made her somehow more overthink it. Yeah. And was like, well, I'm driving up there now because her name's Bambi. And he's yes. just like, is it because of naturalists? <laughs> like, yeah. She really got jealous of this woman so yeah. hard. She's like, actually, I am coming I up. think I think this is where Scully realized that Mulder has a type and it's hot scientists. And now <laughs> she feels threatened. Because before she was like, oh, whatever. But now there's like this entomologist named Bambi <laughs> and like is very like classically hot and scully's like fuck i'm coming up there because you need someone to put you in your place yes and her very iconic line of her name is bambi as if she doesn't work with someone named fox Mulder. i know (laughs) when i found out his name was fox two-thirds of the way into the episode (laughs) i almost turned it off i was just (laughs) i'm kidding 
But I, I love the um, Mulder's uh, Scully. Can I confess something to you? And just the most, I wouldn't say irritated, but like hesitant because you don't know what's coming next. Scully saying, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what you're about to say. And I'm kind of scared, but I do want to know. And he says that he hates insects and he's not afraid of them. He just hates them. He doesn't respect them, which is very interesting. He saw a praying mantis that he said was a leaf that moved, but it, but there are like sticks that move. I'm right. Which for any visually impaired or people who have only lived indoors <laughs> listening to this is not what praying mantises look like. Yeah, yeah. We they look like sticks. He does not know what they a look at best like. like a walking stick, which yeah. is just another right. type of bug. Right. Which <laughs> also looks very different than a praying mantis. Yeah, but like it's not like a Katie did or a leaf bug. If they had said leaf bug, that would have made way more sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just like it made me confused more because this is around the time where I found out they were from the FBI. And I was like, how do you not know what a leaf looks like? (laughs) And also you're in the FBI. Like what? This boy was just like watching Star Trek at all hours. I think he just joined by accident. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> he, he he had nothing else going on, I think. Yeah. And yeah, so but then we hear a scream and Mulder runs off and we see the squirrely guy from the cold open um who had checked into this hotel because he was too, or this motel the because he was too anxious about his uh, ro- roach infested house. house. Yeah. Which is a I'm nice not detail. Good with face recognition. I didn't realize it was the same guy. That's fair. I've seen this episode several times. Yeah, so he's that's like, so saucy. He's an alternative fuel scientist. Yeah, but they see him covered in roaches. But by the time Mulder gets there, there's no roaches. And Scully, we cut to Scully, very freakish. She's packing up for, like quickly to join the fun in Massachusetts and protect Mulder from getting some. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, he was <laughs> never gonna get it, but good on her. And and so Mulder calls her, and and she's like, "I'm coming up." And he's like, "I don't think you need to do all your other hinges played out. I think this guy just had a heart attack because he saw roaches and he got freaked out." She's like, "Well, I'm coming up anyway, so you're just gonna have to deal with it." Also, Mulder's investigation technique so far has been like, so this guy's been covered with giant cuts. That he did himself, it was bugs from the inside. And then there's someone with no visible wounds, and he's like, no foul play. <laughs> <laughs> and Mulder finds a roach in the little roach catcher in the hotel, and he takes it to Bambi to examine. I do love the Bambi line where she's looking at the cockroach and she says, he's hung like a club tailed dragonfly. <laughs> Right, because she's like, we differentiate species by their genitalia, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. But she says it's mechanical, which kind of sets Mulder off. And he's like, what the what the hell's happening? Those gears move in. He's he's excited. He wants he doesn't. Cockroaches don't interest him. He wants this needs to be something more than that. And he's that we need a scientific flavor going on here. So Mulder goes to meet this AI researcher, uh, Bambi Minchin, who modeled his robots after insects. And there are very large robots just wandering mm-hmm. around. And he follows one of them to its creator, uh, Dr. Ivanov. And he says that, like, AI researchers, consider this is the 90s, right? 
boxes. They're 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 trying to model our brains, but like mm-hmm. they're very complex and hard to reproduce. You should do something simpler, like an insect, which is very valid. I mean, yeah, actually, that really makes a ton point. of sense. Yeah, uh, that he says humans think too much and bugs just react. And one of the robots just like will not leave Mulder alone. <laughs> and he's like, "Why is this one doing this?" And he's like, "He likes you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is not just reacting. That's true. Like that that's true. so complex. <laughs> that Liking something mm-hmm. is very complex. Mm-hmm. And then also, literally two minutes after saying, "I've designed this robot to be very simplistic," he likes you, which is a contradiction. He looks at the bug leg thirty seconds later and says, "I don't know insects." That's hilarious. I know. <laughs> so, so funny. I think he's just like a dating app like generator that has like just been making bug prototypes for fun. He's actually the founder of Tinder. And he says he's working with NASA envisioning the robots as probes for space exploration, which is really cool. Which is also a real thing that happens. That is that is what rovers are, are Mm -hmm, robots mm -hmm. for space exploration. I thought that was actually kind of really neat. It's like now that we have all of these like, you know, Mars rovers and this rover program with mm-hmm. NASA, it's like, oh, this is an actual thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And I love when um, characters vibe with Mulder, and I think mm-hmm. the scientist really vibes with Mulder. Yeah, he definitely like dragged him, but also vibed with him. Yeah. Right. Also, the scientist, I can't remember exactly what the conversation was, but the scientist said, so, you know, we think this one thing, and Mulder was like, which means this, which was an insane thing that had yeah. no connection in my mind to the original thing, and the scientist was like, exactly. And I was like, first <laughs> off, that's not like a scientific process. That's just like someone going off on something. Right. But they're both vibing for sure. They're oh, like, yeah. they're, that was a lot of chemistry between those two. Yeah. What those, if I'm being honest. What the scientist said was that anyone who thinks that alien visitation would be actual aliens and not just like probes that are like bugs has grown up on too much sci fi. And, and, and Mulder's like, Mulder's like, no mm, comment. That's me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, at Mulder. <laughs> and so then Mulder's like, oh, of course. So, like, we wouldn't, maybe we have had alien contact and we didn't even know it because it was just like roaches and they're like very normal to us. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> also, I just think yeah. that bugs are very communal species, like both yeah. in terms of cockroaches and ants. And there was one adorable AI robot that existed. And I wanted a whole fleet of them yes. to communally be in love with Mulder. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think if they, he was actually programming them after bug that they should have been in a large fleet and not just like one or two individual ones. I think mm-hmm. that that would have been more authentic and more terrifying and more cute. Yep. <laughs> and Mulder uh, goes to the scientist specifically because he wants to show the bug legs he had uh, Baron Baum look at that looked like microchips or some sort of robot thing. Uh, computer genitalia, mm-hmm. I think was the direct quote. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> computer and, genitalia. And so he's like, hey, well, can you check this out? And he's like, I don't really know bugs. And he's like, look under the microscope. And it really breaks this man's brain. That was actually really funny. <laughs> it really was. was. Like, this is beyond my knowledge. <laughs> That's me in any social situation also. I think we're going back to the points of scientists knowing what they know about. And anytime they don't know about what they know about, it's just an absolute meltdown. Yep. Um, totally. and that's, yeah. Anytime yeah. I encounter a new social situation, it's me looking at a microprocessor genitalia. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is beyond comprehension. This is not go- like I just I felt the scientist in mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was presented as a scientific breakthrough and not just someone having a meltdown alone in a room mm-hmm. where they had been sitting mm-hmm. with their bug friends. <laughs> 
This is this is also the scene where they have that that roach across the screen, mm-hmm. which was I think that the the joke was that it was supposed to make the viewer think that there was a roach in their TV, which is very outdated now because we do it's not have like- the old CRT monitors mm-hmm. anymore, and so. There are LEDs. We know nothing is in there. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just this like archaic reference that has just like lost all meaning. It's like a floppy to save icon. <laughs> yep. Yeah. When people don't know that the save icon is a floppy disk and it's like, oh, <laughs> that you you sound kind of like the methane gas guy from the beginning. Exactly. Of the episode. That's what I'm going like, for. It's a reality and we know it as such, but also it's a little different. Like <laughs> right? there was yeah. a time where we knew there were bugs in our screens. Yeah, exactly. And that's where the joke is from, like a very close but distant and alternate reality. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely I wiped my phone screen at first when I saw that bug. I was just like pff, glitching iPhone like and then I realized it was it was the gimmick on the episode. And I was just like, oh, my bad. I'm so sorry for disrespecting you. <laughs> and we have the people panic shopping and almost causing a stampede at the store where Scully shows up and it's a convenience store. Best scene. Yeah, which, like, you know, panic buying, still the same. Yes, and as she walks in, two cars crash outside. This was an accident. They did not mean to crash, which you can tell because Scully has, or, like, Jillian has, like, a really authentic reaction. Mm-hmm. She's, like, genuinely shocked that these cars crashed. They didn't mean to crash? No. <laughs> I think that was, like, a complete accident. How do you get a job as the world's worst <laughs> stunt driver? Because I want to do this. <laughs> But then when she realizes no one is injured, she's like, okay, it's fine. Let's continue. This is great material. Her patience is truly being tested because these people are just saying the wildest things. Like one of them says it's Ebola and that we're going to bleed out of our nipples. I know. Oh, my God. And one of them is like, roaches are attacking. And she's like, have you seen any? She's like, no, but what if I did? What would I do? The the newscast. Um, I think is that is this after the newscast where like, the yes. newscast was with that guy yeah. in the motel yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the newscast where it's like it's not Ebola. That's a debunked rumor. <laughs> it's like really funny because there was an actual Ebola outbreak in 2014 slash 2015. And and she's trying to calm in in like very scully manner. She thinks that they just don't have the facts. Right. She's like everything's fine. I'm an FBI agent. It's fine. It's okay. Please stop freaking out. And they don't listen to her. Because they're beyond facts. Like, this is irrationality. This right. is his mass hysteria. There's no room for facts and figures. Not like this is familiar at all. <laughs> exactly. And also, Scully just walks in and is like, I'm going to pull out my badge and it's going to be fine, which would comfort me not at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. But she was so confident. She was yeah. like, what it was- is this? The borders to nowhere? I've got this. And I was just like... I thought, because she's been in her house this whole episode, and I thought this was, like, maybe the first time she's left it, and that made sense, that she walked in and she was like, you guys ever thought? And they're like, no. And then there's that one man dressed in full sailor regalia, Mm -hmm. like he was just fresh off a Disney cruise (laughs) in Massachusetts. (laughs) Like the 1940s. Oh, yeah. No, just, like, real big, like, Frank Sinatra, like, stand-in, and... (laughs) I was like, no, well, no wonder they're crazy. A lot of stuff's going on. There's roaches and weird sailor men. I yeah. also love like Scully's idea that like this, these people being told that there's an FBI agent investigating these deaths would calm that at all like, and not be like, care. wow, this is serious. And these people are fighting over this bug spray. What was the name? Bug or die? Die uh, bug. Die, die bug, bug die. die. Die bug die. I just remember looking at it 
feeling like it was an Edward Scissorhands product, like a very <laughs> fake 90s thing. Yeah. And I wanted one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so these people are, you know, fighting over this bug spray and they knock over this display of like milk duds or balt balls or something. And it was someone malted sh- milk balls. It was whoppers. And, and someone yells like, it's cockroaches and everyone flees. And then Scully just picks up the box and she just free snack. Yeah, which takes one out of an open box, but not one that had already fallen on the floor. (laughs) And her dramatically eating that milk dud was the point at which I was like, what were the qualifications to get into the FBI? (laughs) (laughs) Because this is her proving her worth in the show that she's not running from milk duds. Like, this is so far her like, she's Googled cockroaches and ate a milk dud. And that's her contribution to the public good. And I'm I'm for that. She also wore great outfits. She was in a trench coat and a turtleneck at the yeah. scene instead of a very cozy sweater. Jillian <laughs> Anderson is beautiful. Too. Icon, icon. Yeah. Turns out, yeah. I also the only thing I knew about the show was that it was referred to as a bipanic show, and I think her eating the milk dud with the like under chin camera sold it for me. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mulder in the moonlight shirtless fielding calls about his dying motel mate. <laughs> And then Jillian Anderson eating a milk dud off the floor. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? Buy yeah, all of humanity is good. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to the doctor, Dr. Ivanoff and Mulder. Sp- and the doctor is spiraling. He has broken out the whiskey and or bourbon or some sort of amber liquid. And Mulder's having Cockroach a drink with him. Juice. Yeah, cockroach juice. And, and Mulder's like, oh, okay, yeah. You feeling good? And he's like, no. This is really, this is really upset me. Yeah. <laughs> There's techno- actually, this technology exists and I'm not even close. I'm actually very upset right now. Thank you. <laughs> and as Mulder's leaving, he finds another roach. And we have a very good shot of Mulder holding the roach. And then we have the POV of the roach with the kind of, you know, fractal eyes things. And Mulder just saying, greetings from planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that lame He's iconic. But it's just a normal roach because he takes it to Bambi to examine and she's like, I don't know what to tell you. This is you just talk to like a completely normal roach. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And Scully calls Mulder and she's like, I'm chilling at this gas station. It's empty. I'm eating milk duds. I got a mat for free. It's fine. And she's she she's too, she was like, I actually have a really good hint. Uh, the doctor from the cold open, Dr. Eckerly, is importing manure for his alternative fuel company. I.e., maybe this is where the cockroaches came from. Mm-hmm. And, and then Mulder's response is, the roaches are probes from aliens, and then methane is the fuel source. And we just have this perfect pause from Scully after he just goes on this mini rant about his idea. And she just says, Mulder, I think you've been in this town for too long. Love her. Like he doesn't normally just say this batshit stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, he does. Also, but Bambi's also, just like, staring at him during this entire yeah. time. Like he's like, that's how he lost it. I perhaps. Think. And Bambi's like, oh, he's you're a weirdo. Kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> you're not into roaches like I am. You're, you're just into crazy. Yeah. 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 And so they were like, okay, let's go to this fuel research uh, facility. And I love the company's tag being waste is a terrible thing to waste. That's so funny. <laughs> that's upsetting. <laughs> It's so bad. And he brings Bambi for some reason. Yeah, he just like brings her along. And he's like, you have to sit in the car. I need to make sure it's safe before God, you come God, that in. is such like high school boyfriend energy. <laughs> I guess he wants her to check the cockroaches, but he could just take the cockroaches to her, you know? 
he broke into her house like maybe 24 hours ago. <laughs> right. Like she just found him in the living room being like, I think I'm from the FBI. You ever think about aliens? And now he's driving her to places where he's like, stay in the car. I'm going to go shoot someone. <laughs> and he right. and which he like keeps yeah, showing high school up. energy for sure. Yeah, it's like high school boyfriend energy of like, um, stay in the car. I'll be right back. <laughs> and As, he, he keeps leaving and returning with bugs for her to yep. examine. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I could just stay at home and you could just like tell me about it later. That'd make <laughs> me feel less useless. But Mulder goes in and he finds Dr. Ackerley and he's in his office and he's losing his mind and he's more and more terrified of these bugs, which he insists are following him. And <laughs> and so there are roaches everywhere, and it's like, okay, so their hunch is correct. This is where the roaches are coming from. Mm-hmm. And Mulder's, you know, looking around and the doctor takes a shot at him. Yeah. He starts is, blasting. He just starts blasting like a stormtrooper. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, they're following me. And Mulder's trying to talk him down. He's like, it's okay. Please stop firing a weapon in mm-hmm. a factory full of methane. Like, this is not good for us. This is not good for you. It's okay. It's going to be okay. And the guy's like, am I losing my mind? And he's like, no, you just had a very stressful day. Very and sweet. He, and he did. He's he's had a stressful time. He really has. And then Scully pulls up and she finally meets the mythical Bambi. And I did write that I legit forgot Mulder's name is Fox until Bambi said it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God, they're really meant for each other. <laughs> Bambi and Fox. <laughs> And then Scully's very venomous. This is no place for an entomologist. As she like walks in with her gun to this factory. (laughs) She's just cleaned. She's very responsible. It's it's great energy. (laughs) Yeah. And Mulder's, you know, talking to the the guy who's kind of losing it. And he's like, you know, they're in Madagascar. They're they're cockroaches that hiss. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah. Which he meant as a comforting thing. But if someone was trying to comfort me and was like, you ever pass gas through your thorax? It sounds like hissing. Do you feel better? I would be like, no, I don't. I feel like if someone is scared of cockroaches, it's not a good idea to mention that there are really large hissing cockroaches in like other places. That's See, fair. I don't think he's ever aware of his situation. He's just kind of talking. Mm-hmm. He yeah. enters and leaves as well. And that was a big really. He's just like, I learned this yesterday. That's why we should catch them, because I don't know anything, which was his selling point, that he doesn't know anything. And I was like, I mean, that's why I love you starting now. But like, that's not a comforting thing when there's a gun drawn, you know? Yeah. 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 Scully tries to call Mulder and his phone rings. And the guy, I assume, thinks that it's his scene. And in his mind, he's like, you're a cockroach. This poor man has really just lost it. Yeah. You know, that's rough. You know, we're always I feel like we're all just like very close to that edge now. You know, that's just how life is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I I felt very sympathetic towards this man. Well, the last three pieces, places he slept have ended in a murder from the bugs he brought in and was studying. So he's running and then is just they're just like, well, guess he was the bad guy. And I'm like, was he was he, though? I think he just was like hadn't slept in three days. He had really bad luck. 
but yeah, so his phone starts ringing and the guy starts blasting and fi- there's fire shooting out of these tubes right. of methane and, and Mulder starts running and he sees Scully. He's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, okay. And she's run. like, okay. Yes, like, Thank absolutely. God we didn't have an entomologist with us. <laughs> exactly. Right. No slow down. Maybe Someone named Bambi? Slow. <laughs> yeah. Her little deer legs just wobbling. And yeah, the, the factory blows and the manure Flies everywhere and it coats, coats Mulder and Scully. <laughs> In shit. <laughs> okay, also for as over the top as they had those cockroach special effects, the amount of like literal shit that they got covered with <laughs> was minimal. Yeah. It was so... Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, I thought surprised. they would have them covered with crap. And then afterwards, they were like, you're covered with crap. And I was like, you... This should have been way more <laughs> a plot point. Like, yeah. yeah. For the amount of puns and stuff I went through, like I mm-hmm. should have been feel given like the this explosion. With how close they were to that big of an explosion. Yeah, I, I wonder if the manure more? was kind of further in, you know? Yeah. And they got no pieces of building on them. Just right. the like, yeah, like no inner shrapnel. works of the manure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fire department shows up to take care of the building, and Mulder and Scully are in a foul mood because they're covered in manure. Very valid. And the robot doc, Dr. Ivanov, shows up. He's very excited. He's gotten over his shock of finding technology that is way beyond his capability. And he's like, actually, I want to look at that again. Like, maybe this is some clues. Maybe I'll, I'll get a lead. And Mulder's like, they melted or something. It's just shards of metal now. I don't really know what there is to learn now. But this is fun because this is where Bambi and Dr. Ivanov finally meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ship them. Oh, I ship it so hard. <laughs> They're so cute. They're really cute. Because Bambi was never mad into, like, Mulder. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't trying to, like, seduce him. She was just no. talking about cool stuff. He was trying and to... And he was very into that. Right. He was, like, into her, but she definitely wasn't as into him. Yeah, mm-hmm. she wasn't against him, but she wasn't actively into him. Right. And I think, like, it's very 90s, the way they, like, sort of, like, characterized her is, like, this kind of hot bimbo, but, like, smart about yeah. bugs. And it was then... so great that they made her... She was so passive with Mulder, and right. we assumed that that meant that we would be together. Right. And then we saw her actively into someone, and right. that was, like, mm-hmm. actually oh. a really cool thing, that yeah. she got to follow who she was actively into. Right, like, she's mm-hmm. actually into, like, And then it wasn't Mulder, because, like, Mulder and Scully forever, but, like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> and even Scully's line of, like, smart is sexy is, like... I mean, that's true of Mulder and Scully, too, because they're both right. very smart, but, like, it is kind of nice that it's just, like, no, I mean, like... Yeah, like, he's hot because he's smart, and, like, they really vibe on that level, yeah. and, like, who wants to talk to Mulder about aliens other than Scully? Right. Maybe me, but that's about it. But it's also, I don't yeah. count. It's like, yeah, like, her and Dr. Ivanov can talk about, um, bugs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be more 90s stereotypical romance than it was, but in terms it was just kind of, like, setting it up to be like, oh, what is this? But it was just, like, a moment of jealousy, yeah. and then everyone went there, like, autonomous separate ways and i really respected that although they were literally covered in manure wallpaper (laughs) um it was a lot also her outfit bambi's outfit at the end such a good fit also he was like i don't know anything about bugs and then she was like do you want to know about bugs yeah (laughs) yeah so then we end the episode with a, a voiceover which is very it's a real throwback to season one and two we haven't had that in a while. And Mulder's very emo about it. He's just like, <laughs> who cares? I wrote down, I'm like, Mulder's no, big voiceovers. deal was the, that was the, that was the point that sent me. I was, <laughs> I had been committed to the episode for like 25 minutes at that point. And then he's like, 
we found this big deal and i was just like okay gossip girl degrassi right. little like i i was the like, big deal lost me Mulder's voiceovers don't hit as good as scully's no. that's for sure no. her voiceovers are so much better mm-hmm but he's very emo and he's just like, you know, if aliens saw us, like, would they think that we're just like insects who who don't have like a logical thinking pattern or something? Or or would they, you know, consider us deeply? And then he has this massive bug on his plate of food. It looks really exotic. I have no clue what yeah, kind of what bug, bug it was. It was so pretty. It was it really was pretty, pretty, but, but it was like, like yeah, huge. Like, yeah, like what bug is that? It was like three inches long, white wings, some dots, it's like, like just like black, sexy like head. head and like thor. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Mulder pauses and he, he thinks about killing it, and then he just like reflects on what he just wrote, and then he's like, oh fuck it. <laughs> it moves again. And he smashes it. Yeah, and I love he's killing it with an X file file. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I see you, Darren. I see you. Mm-hmm. And that's the episode. Our first segment, our Mulder rating. How annoying was Mulder this episode? Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder! Mulder! And as always, I will go first. I give him a three. He wasn't annoying. He was kind of cute. And also, I felt like I'd been giving him too high of rating lately. And I need to break out of that. So, yeah. Laura, what's yours? I gave him a nine. Oh my god! <laughs> Out we're of ten, we were talking about how close our ratings were lately, and like there was going to be an episode where they were different again. And here it is. Here we go. The golf has, has right. Increased. It's happened. Yeah. No, I thought he was pretty annoying. Like not necessarily in like a really bad way, but like he kept hanging up on Scully. Like no <laughs> respect for the fact that like she has anxiety or cares about him. Um, I, like, he was pretty annoying, like, just kind of, like, wanting to, like, I feel like we could all tell that he just, like, wanted to sleep with Bambi, but Mm -hmm. he, like, didn't really care about her life's passion, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's really annoying, like, fuck you. (laughs) So, yeah, he gets a nine from me. Okay, okay, we're back in the comfort zone. We are. Uh, Yeah. Same what's yours. I came in wanting to give him a one. Um, out of 10 the only thing he did was just kind of like hang up abruptly but just like relatable and when I found out he was on vacation I respected that more (laughs) Um, like just annoying someone being like I'm doing cool stuff and then hanging up without explaining that's less than that's annoying but also like it's a 90s but she could have blocked him like Yeah, I, I don't know. He was ju- he was he was just real big dumb, but I'm not going to be himbo phobic, you know, like <laughs> that's was, fair. That's fair. It was good. He was he was compelling. <laughs> respect. Respect. I still give him a nine. But respect. <laughs> Sometimes you have to stand your ground, you know? Yeah. And next we have our sassiest Scully moment. So uh, this must be the enigmatic agent Scully. Laura. OK, hold on. Let me pull up my notes. Because I had, like, she was very sassy this she episode. She was so sassy this yeah, episode. Yeah, Shelby and I were talking about earlier. We had, like, a lot of great moments. Um, I think I'm going to go with whenever she has been hearing Mulder talk about Bambi this entire fucking episode. <laughs> she finally rolls up at the plant at the end and is like, oh, this is no place for entomologists. <laughs> Which Queen. is both respecting her work and right. keeping her in the car. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it this was is great. big dick energy. Yeah, it was it was great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches. I thought it was kind of two. One was when she was at the convenience store and said, do you have roadmaps? And they were like, yeah. And this poor one worker in a <laughs> riding store 
it was just like trying to check out people who weren't stealing and Mulder was like well point me where they are and I'm like okay first off this worker is clearly going through like a lot how dare you if I was that cashier I would have just fucking left and the other the other one was kind of more like general which is like every time Mulder was like there was this really weird death like Scully was like people die weird deaths all the time (laughs) haven't you read anything and just kept listing different weird causes of death um just like at all times she's like sometimes people die of weird stuff in the same 24 hours within a mile radius of each other (laughs) Mulder, how's your vacation going and that was that was like to me generally the sassiest thing like that's very fair yeah absolutely and uh, mine was, I'm not going to ask you if you just said what I think you just said, because I know it's what you just said. <laughs> it was just like, that was so flirty. That was like, it was so yeah. funny because it's just like they've reached this point where she, she he says something absurd and she's just like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> sure does. I, lo- I love that for her. And, and then lastly, we have our 90s moment of the episode. Welcome. You've got mail. Sam, do you want to go first? I think it was at the end when Mulder was doing the voiceover and he just (laughs) his computer started mistyping whatever. He wrote big deal, which was big Mary Kate and Ashley energy. And then the computer misfired and he just on technology. He just banged on it twice and it just like like made the 90s noise and started working again. Like word processor started working because you hit it with your fist. And that that to me was like, I'm fixing my Neopets HTML by hitting my PC. (laughs) That was the energy it brought across. And I was like, mad respect, Mulder. Absolutely. You did this. Yeah. Laura, what's yours? Mine is um, going back to the sort of like teenage laboratory glassware getting high scene and the like dare slash say no to drug vibes it had. (laughs) Whenever the dude was like, oh man, you got to take a hit of this. And she's like, no, I think you just have something else on your mind. I'm going to say no to drugs, but yes to beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely the like dare say no to drugs vibe of that scene. She, <laughs> that, that actress definitely played it very well. She, she, she paid attention during her school assembly. Exactly. Yeah. Beer doesn't count. Yeah, alcohol is different. This no was filmed in Ohio, I assume, judging by the vibes. <laughs> Vancouver, Ohio, same thing. What was your 90s vibe of the episode? Mine? Mine was the roach across the screen. Yeah. Because CRT monitors do not exist anymore. And it feels weird to say that I miss them, but there's like a a certain aesthetic to them I very much miss. And also, Laura, do you remember that time I brought my NES to college? Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's play Duck Hunt. I love Duck Hunt. And it doesn't work with LED TV. You have to have a you ha- you can't have a flat screen TV and have it work. And it was just like the biggest bummer of my life. We I mean, it was so not sad. the biggest bummer of my life, but it was a big bummer. It was. We were so sad. We were so excited to play. Yeah, Duck Hunt. we could play the other games, but we couldn't play Duck Hunt. It's just like the very satisfying like click of the zapper, right? Because it's so mechanical and it's like, Bing! and it's like such a like it's like such a because it's like a different piece right like the whole like nes setup so mm-hmm. like just like you know you have your classic nes controller but then you have the duck hunt like gun and then you can't play duck hunt it's so sad exactly yeah no that was my backup because that's just something that does not 
work anymore. And also, <laughs> like, with the, like, HD restoration that I watched, it, like, almost stood out more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you tried saying big deal and punching your screen? <laughs> big deal. <laughs> Robo like Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D energy with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was our episode. And why I chose it, I almost left this episode off, honestly, because it is very fun, but it is definitely Darren's weakest episode, in my opinion. But if I didn't put it in, we would be doing like two mythologies in a row. And I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. Even if they are good, because they are. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a lot. Anyway, I think this is a very fun episode. It was nice to see them kind of off the clock and had a lot of great lines, even if like maybe the theme of the episode that Darren was kind of going for of this like mass hysteria war of the worlds type vibe like really didn't hit very well I thought it was still fun no this is a super fun episode even if like yeah what Darren wanted didn't necessarily end up happening this is like one of the more enjoyable episodes I think for sure Mm -hmm. I do have a, a very very classic Darren quote this is the quote from Darren it says the other day my girlfriend was saying I never understood that episode about war of the copper pages and and I guess I don't either, Morgan size. It was an episode that ha- had a lot of what I thought was were really good ideas and never quite got to work. I was really disappointed with that episode. Some people love it. That's such a big hearing quote. Like, some people say it's a good episode. I it is don't. A good episode. It is a good episode. He's really hard on himself. Right. Like, I think it's actually a really great episode. Like, I don't I've understand seen... how it doesn't work. It works really well. I've seen worse episodes of The X-Files. Oh, by far. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. It's like the X Files not taking itself too seriously, and I like that. Yeah, that's that's very daring. Yeah, 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 totally. But yeah, I, it was it was funny. It was lighthearted. It was weird. <laughs> we got a completely different dynamic between Mulder and Scully that we haven't seen before. So that's why I chose it. Yeah, I'm interested to see what their dynamic normally is. Yeah, um, half of my introductions to the X Files was seeing an I want to believe poster above my ex's bed. Um, so yeah. I'm glad that I knew about the cockroach infestation after that. Otherwise, that would have been way more mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, but yeah. I am like compelled by it's only season three in this episode. Uh-huh. And they already have such a like sassy dynamic that carries for 30 minutes, even though they're not even in the same room as, as each other or they- finishing a single phone call <laughs> with each other. They've got like eight more seasons in two movies, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah, they, um, Jillian Anderson, and David Duchovny have incredible chemistry. Yeah, like incredible. Yeah, it's unreal. Also, yeah. I've seen a lot of photos of them via your Twitter, mm-hmm. and was like, they're fine looking. And as soon as I saw them move, I was like, well, this is the end game for me. <laughs> this is the buy panic I've yep. been waiting for. Um, the like Mulder calling her at night with the moonlight over his abs as she's <laughs> in her sweater yep. answering with the phone oh, in her yeah. hand. I was like, Both. It's did you like, write this retroactively for, for me from the 90s? You did. <laughs> I know this. Exactly. Exactly. So you're going to watch more X-Files or? If well, just... I mean, like I have Hulu and now I know of the show. Mm-hmm. So, yes. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just have to have you on for another yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to be horny on Maine for these people. I gotta figure out the horniest episode for you to come back on. Oh, oh gosh. I'll have to think on it. It's gonna be any. Start me slow. <laughs> and yeah, so I hope everybody liked the episode. And 
If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we are condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. Next time, we will be returning once again to the mythology. But it's good, folks. It's good. We are watching Season 3, Episode 15, Piper Maru, and Season 3, Episode 16, Apocrypha. Okay. I hope this episode sounds good, and I hope it isn't super long. That's all to be determined. (laughs) (laughs) But I hope y'all have a nice weekend. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.